Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Dale. How's that? Is that a good one? Oh, <laughs> this, man, that was fantastic. Did, did I sound like him? Did I sound like him? That was very Dale-esque. Yeah, that was terrible, terrible. But, hey, what's up, Eat Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your Canadian host, Clayton, and joining me today is the man who writes the greatest streaming article on the internet, ESF Zone, JJ Gosh. What's up, my man? What's going on, Clayton? I appreciate you having me on. Hey, well, you know what? Dale approached me. I approached Dale, and I said, listen, man, me and JJ, we pretty much run the ship anyways for ESF. John, don't know where he's at. Brito, don't know. Armando, mm, I haven't talked to that guy. I'll tell you where they are. Dale had to pick up an extra shift at Target. John is breaking down Texas high school football film. Brito is in the gym and about to take a bathroom selfie. And I don't even know who Armando is. He's he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I said, I said, hey, Dale, I'm like, we're going to do a show here. Nobody wants to listen to uh, food pointing or your... uh, you know, jerking off remote or whatever the hell you talk about. And nobody cares if you sit down or stand up to piss. So let's get back to what we used to do and give these guys some good fantasy advice. So I just said, why not ask you, get you on here and let's talk some uh, waiver wire. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, let's just jump right into it. Then I think we'll go, uh, just want to start off with doing some stars and scrubs for the week. Just, you know, Guys that were amazing and guys that were absolutely terrible. So uh, do you want to kick us off here with give us uh, your quarterback star of the week? Yeah, man, if you want to talk about stars at the quarterback position, I think it starts with Josh Allen. I mean, dude was just insane yesterday. He absolutely shredded Seattle's defense both through the air and on the ground. I, I don't think there was much better uh, from the quarterback position yesterday. I mean, I know there were a lot of great games, but Allen's got to be my star. What about you? Oh, yeah. he was uh, he he won me a couple leagues for sure. I had him in. Uh, my star is going to be Kyler Murray. I could actually talk about both those guys, Kyler Murray and Tua both. Uh, watching that game was awesome. Murray went 283 and three touchdowns, 106 rushing yards and one touchdown. I think Kyler's the reason I may beat you in a league this week. He sure is. I just <laughs> need Jamison Crowder to not get 12 PPR points. <laughs> so but yeah no i i agree with you alan was yeah alan was light so he's a real deal i think man like i know he had a couple down weeks but i think coming coming into this game is kind of wait and see approach with him and i think he he balled out for sure yeah absolutely if you uh want to look over to the running back position my star is going to be delvin cook i uh heard a stat that over the last two weeks he's got over 450 scrimmage yards plus all those touchdowns I don't really know that it gets much better, um, especially with a lot of running back kind of disappointing a little bit yesterday. Dalvin Cook's got to be a star. 
Yeah, and you didn't know how he was going to be coming back from injury, but uh, I think he, after that first game, he kind of put all those uh, injury concerns to the side. Hundred <laughs> so, percent. Yeah, and my uh, I'm going to go with C-Mac. Uh, first game back from his injury, went 69 rushing yards, 82 receiving, two touchdowns, um, 28 touches from the first game back. So you were kind of wondering what the you know what was going to happen with Mike Davis. Well, Mike Davis kind of fell to the side. C-Mac well, didn't now. slow down. Yeah, for now, uh, he did. C-Mac did hurt his shoulder, I believe, uh, toward the end of last game. So just something to keep an eye on uh, for the week. Yeah, for sure. And I'll just jump over to the wide receiver position real quick. I'm going to go with DJ Chark. Uh, big game, seven catches, 146 uh, yards. Uh, one touchdown, 12 targets. So basically started out rookie quarterback and basically second play of the game. Bombs one, chart catches, 73-yard touchdown grab. So, welcome to league, Jake Luton. <laughs> yeah, man, that was pretty impressive. That that uh, that game won me a little bit of money on DraftKings, that Houston-Jacksonville uh, Houston stack. So, I definitely agree that Chark was a stud. Uh, for me, it's going to be Tyreek Hill. Uh, again, I mean, you look at that Kansas City offense, and it's, it's just unbelievable what they're doing. They refuse to run the ball, even in positive <laughs> game strips. So, Tyreek Hill is going to be a stud more often than not. Um, just looking at his stats yesterday, he had 18 targets. Uh, he only caught nine of them, but that was good for 113 yards and two touchdowns. So pretty studly effort there for Mr. Hill. 18 um, targets, yeah, he, nine catches, two touchdowns. Yeah, and, he, and he, this it's like uh, Mahomes is trying to freaking – break records this year you know what i mean they got two two stud running backs back there but like you said they refuse even on a positive game script they refuse to throw the ball or run the ball so i agree with you there uh tight end i'm going to go with evan ingram it's one of the bright spots of that giants team yesterday five catches 48 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets definitely benefited with no golden tate tate in the game so um Tate got himself in a little bit of trouble, I believe, on social media. So he took a seat yesterday. So Ingram's probably one of the more consistent guys, receivers on this team for Daniel Jones. So I liked him this week. Yeah, I mean, he's super talented. He gets a lot of opportunity, but it's just some drops kind of keep him keep him out of that tight end one conversation. But yesterday, you're right, he did have a good game. My my star at tight end is going to be Travis Kelsey, sticking with the Kansas City uh, offense. I mean, like I said, they're just going to throw and keep throwing. Uh, he had 12 targets, caught 10 of them for a buck 59. 159 yards for a tight end is ridiculous. I mean, that's yeah, and and that's almost a normal line for Kelsey. 10 yeah. for 159. It, you look at both him and Hill combined for 30 targets. That's more than some teams threw a, as a team, and they just had it with those two guys. Yeah. That's almost more than the Vikings have thrown in two games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, well, let's uh, let's jump over to the scrubs real quick here. I'll let you kick this one off, though. Yeah, first and foremost, uh, I just got word that he was recently written up from the general manager at his target. Uh, the scrub is going to be Mr. Dale DeMott. I don't know if he's going to keep his job much longer, especially if uh, you know you keep stepping in and doing such a great job hosting. Yeah, I hope he doesn't come back, to be honest. <laughs> I'll do everything in my power or get him a job at McDonald's, too, or something. Anything. Anything for this guy. He's got kids to support, man. He needs the money. Um, but my, two, two jobs. Two jobs is a good thing. Good start. Yeah, no. Uh, my actual scrub is going to be 
one Matthew Stafford. Um, going up against the Vikings should have been a good game script for him um, with you know a pretty soft defense on the other side, and he ended up only throwing for 211 yards, and he threw two picks. Uh, I believe he got hurt in that game also, so I don't really know that it was going to get much better, but, I mean, 211 yards, one touchdown, two picks, not a great stat line. Uh, my script is going to be Tom the Bomb. Uh, 209 pass yards, three interceptions yesterday. What else can you say? Saints were amazing defensively against them, against coverage and pass rush. They gave Brady no time to, uh, he was under pressure pretty much the whole game. So, yeah, that was, I, I could have turned it off at halftime because <laughs> it was, it was brutal. Like, especially the fact that they, you know, leading up to it, right? All the stats with the Brady, you know, bringing them back to, I don't know if you watch the, the pre-show or whatever, but they're talking about college and all this stuff like that. And then Brady just comes out and just blows it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was not pretty. That's for sure. <laughs> you got, uh, you got a running back. Yeah, for sure. My scrub's going to be James Conner. Uh, that Dallas defense was, has given up yards to everybody. He comes in, he only gets nine carries, but he also only turned that into 22 yards for 2.4 yards per carry against an awful defense, James Conner's a scrub yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, with with no Mark Ingram in, uh, he carried the ball more than Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards <clears> did <throat> get the touchdown, but 30 rushing yards and five receiving yards just not good enough for me for the rookies. So, I mean, I'm still waiting for this one to, for him to break out, just like we're seeing a lot of these rookies um, breaking out. But just, I don't know, just hopefully, hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. Yeah, for sure. And I'll go with uh, I'll jump over to the wide receiver position real quick. Corey Davis of the Titans put up a big zero yesterday, three on three targets. Now this guy coming into this game, last two games, seventy percent catch rate on twenty targets, literally in the last two games. I was kind of in a shock by the lack of usage uh, in this game, but I mean this is uh, Corey Davis impressed. Just continue doing what he did because I was like, finally, this is the guy. That got drafted into the NFL, and then now he just does this again. So disappointing. Yeah, I mean, everybody had some high hopes for for Corey Davis, not not only this week, but so far in his career, and he's <laughs> continuously disappointed. Um, my my scrub is going to be Adam Thielen, and a lot of this goes to, I mean, to to your point earlier, Minnesota's passing attempts are not very high. Uh, he only saw five targets, and he only turned that into two for thirty eight. So I know that. That hurt me uh, in the league that you're going to beat me. Thanks to Mr. <laughs> Kyler Murray. So it hurts, hurts times too. There you go. Um, tight end position. I'm going to go. I've talked about this guy twice now in two weeks. Uh, Mark Andrews, uh, 22 receiving yards. Third straight game with three or fewer receptions. Fourth game with less than 30 yards. Um, I Like I said uh, in my podcast last week, I just said he's out of my top five now. And he's pretty much a touch touchdown dependent tight end now in my opinion yeah the tight end position is brutal i mean you have just a handful of elite guys and after that they're all touchdown dependent guys it's yeah it's not pretty um my my scrub is going to be mr rob gronkowski you already talked about tom brady kind of shitting the bed on national tv well grog gronk saw six targets only caught one of them for only two yards uh very disappointing performance against a new orleans team who's generally pretty good pretty generous for tight ends so pretty disappointing there yeah it definitely was uh that yeah everybody you know the a brown uh, evans 
I had one league, big league that I'm in. I needed Godwin to go for, I think it was 12, and yeah, it got me nothing pretty much. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> Stupid fantasy football, right? But, <laughs> but, but we, we love it. You, yep, yeah. we come back every week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, well, then let's just uh, jump right into our waiver wire then. We're just going to go through uh, a couple a couple guys from each position, guys you should add now, help you through, uh, get well, still bye weeks are still there, and Playoffs are just around the corner, so you're going to need that push. You're going to need that depth to carry you into playoffs as well. So first off, we'll start with the quarterback position, but I will touch on um, the injured quarterbacks for, for the week. Uh, ben Roethlisberger yesterday left uh, left briefly, did come back in. Uh, he's probable for Week 10. He uh, left MCL sprain, apparently. Uh, Minshew is still doubtful for Week 10, but bring on uh, Luton. He did, he did well. Kyle Allen is done <laughs> that was a pretty <laughs> uh pretty disturbing ankle injury that he had yesterday but he is out he's having surgery and he'll be out um indefinitely and uh, sam darnold sam darnold is questionable for week 10 and annie dalton still in concussion protocol and covid reserve so he will not be there so my first guy that i'm going to target this week is going to be Derek carr um Continues, he had a decent game on Sunday, finished with 165 yards, passing two touchdowns. Obviously, you like to see the yardage a little bit more than that. And he has a couple mediocre games the last two weeks, but he should be back on track week 10 against Denver. The Broncos just allowed Matt Ryan to throw for over 280 against them and three touchdowns. So I like him as a solid streamer against the Broncos. And they are also allowing over 20 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. So I like him as a, as a streamer this week. Yeah, uh, he was actually in my Field of Streams article last week. Uh, he very well might find himself in there again this week. And the quarterback, well, I guess to touch on him, uh, like you said, the yardage wasn't quite there. The last two games have been his two fewest passing attempt games so far this year. He's at 23 and 24. Before that, he was over 30 passing attempts every game. So I, I like him to get back there uh, and, and, you know, probably sneak his way into the top 12 quarterbacks. The quarterback that I like this week is going to be on the other side of that. Is going to be Drew Locke. He has two straight games uh, with 40 or more passing attempts, multiple touchdowns, and only one turnover. So he's, I mean, and, and he's adding a little bit on his uh, w- with his legs. This past week, he had 47 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So I, I like him on the other side of that game, getting up, uh, getting to go up against the Raiders secondary. Yeah, and I mean. I love the- a lot of that yardage too was was garbage time too, but at the same time, that's what we need in fantasy. <laughs> we need yeah, quarterbacks garbage like time that, is right? still fantasy time, man. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, the biggest. I mean, we we'll, we won't touch on him in this article, but uh, Allen Robinson is the most ridiculous garbage time wide receiver. He'll go, he'll have one catch going into fourth quarter, and then he next thing you know, it he's got eight catches for 110 yards. <laughs> Absolutely, and it's, you it's can thank insane. Blake Bortles for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, do you want to touch on another one real quick, or should we? Do you want to carry on to the um, running back position? Actually, you know what? Let's. T- I want to touch on one more real quick here. Sure. Teddy Bridgewater. He's been impressive all year, especially playing against these tough defenses that were that uh, he's up against. I mean, I used to think that he was just pretty much a you know, based on matchup. If it's an easier matchup, you could start him, but. He played against the Chiefs. Chiefs have a pretty decent uh, pass rush, and he still threw for over 300 yards and two touchdowns yesterday. So, uh, Panthers play the Bucks in Week 10, and I, with Breeze just gashed them for four touchdowns, I think Teddy could still have a pretty, pretty good week this uh, this following this coming week. 
Yeah, and if he doesn't have Christian McCaffrey, I mean, that's going to force his hand a little bit more, uh, not only as a passer, but as a runner. He had a few games, you know, with five, six, seven, eight rushing attempts, too, without Christian McCaffrey. So if he's without him again, I think he becomes more of that dual threat quarterback and and he could get it done. Do you have one more you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, you had mentioned him as as part of one of your stars this week, and that's Tua. I'm not necessarily sold yet i know he was he's in the streamer conversation he's got a little bit of rushing upside but if you look at the game log from his first game it was pretty unimpressive uh hopefully they continue to open up the playbook for him and let him kind of do his thing i just need to see it before i can actually trust him and put him in my lineup yeah he was in there mostly because of i kind of didn't even put even really a lot of thought into that first game playing i mean you know i mean nerves stuff like that he didn't really look great i was more impressed with the fact that he kept up with kyler murray you know what i mean like that was pretty much a nice shootout to watch on tv yesterday and i just think now they face the chargers next week and they give they can give up a lot of yards to quarterbacks so that's why i kind of had him in my that's why i kind of have him in my my article as well sure okay uh let's go to the running back position you want to kick us off there yeah, I think first and foremost, we got to keep an eye on Duke Johnson. Uh, David Johnson, I want to say he's in the concussion protocol. Oh, if yeah, he sorry. Here, do you want me to jump into injuries real quick? Oh, yeah, go for sorry it. About, it sorry about that. Yeah, my <laughs> bad. Um, there's a ton of them. I'll just touch on the ones that are probably going to be more meaningful for everybody. Uh, right off the bat, Christian McCaffrey, right upper body injury. I believe it's a shoulder. Uh, he's questionable. Joe Mixon's questionable still with the f- foot injury. Sanders is probable, thank goodness, because I need him. Uh, Carson and Hyde are going to be questionable again this week. Keep an eye out. But we'll talk about David Johnson, concussion protocol. Questionable for week 10. But, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I like the uh, I like the Duke call. And other than that, there's not really many other guys that – Justin Jackson, I guess, right, MCL sprain, uh, waiting, waiting information. But he's already been listed as doubtful for week 10. So – Okay, yeah, that, that's he, actually news to me. I didn't know he was already listed as doubtful. Yeah, according I get my I get my injury news from football guys, and that's what okay. they have him listed as. So, so yeah, yeah you want to so, continue on with Duke? Yeah, Duke. Uh, so David Johnson was taken off after just uh, two carries, one target. Since then, Duke Johnson had sixteen carries caught all four of his targets so 20 touches in relief duty if he's in there for a full game uh wouldn't surprise me to see him be 25 and above i know they've never really relied on him to be that workhorse role but he is miami's i want to say he's miami university of miami's all-time leading rusher as far as carries go so he can definitely handle a workload he's just never been given the opportunity in the nfl yeah, it seems that's how it's always been for him. He can't get that. Uh, it wouldn't be surprised me neither if Houston goes on to sign somebody if they just because because <laughs> that's the select this guy's got. But yeah, um, yeah, like like you said, but twenty touches. If he could get twenty touches in in a full game, I think he can easily produce, especially against the Browns, over a hundred yards on the ground for sure. Mm-hmm. So um, my guy, I'm going to go with. I'm super high on this guy, J.D. McKissick, Washington Football Team especially in PPR leagues, uh, nine catches for 65 yards on 14 targets yesterday, let all pass catchers and added another 17 yards on three carries. Now he's probably been one of the most consistent players in this passing game. 
as far as, I mean, outside of McLaurin. But he has uh, at least six catches in four of the last five games. And now, especially with not knowing who's going to play quarterback, if it's going to be if it's going to be Smith coming in or if it's going to be Haskins coming back, they look for those dump offs. And McKissick's going to be that guy that's going to benefit from that. Um, Washington plays Detroit on in week 10. That's allowed over 425 yards receiving to opposing running backs this year. So I like him big time this week, especially in PPR. Yeah, if you weren't going to talk about him, I was because he had more he had more catches on uh, nine than McLaurin did targets eight. So since Alex Smith hates to push the ball downfield, yeah. McKissick sets up perfectly for this. And and if it is Alex Smith, I do like McKissick again. Yeah, I've I've liked him since uh, but pretty much since about week four or five, he started stepping up pretty good. I was I was yeah. very high on him then, so. Yeah. All right. Give me one more real quick here. Sure. And and to kind of piggyback off of your injury list, knowing that Justin Jackson's already doubtful, I kind of like Kalen Balaj. Um, He's finally free of the curse that is Adam Gase. And he looked, he actually looked explosive. It's, it's amazing what getting away from that coaching staff will do. Uh, But if he's, if he's um, taking some of the Justin Jackson touches, I mean, he could turn that into fantasy points. So, so, Definitely keep an eye. Make sure Justin Jackson's officially ruled out, but I do like Kalen Balazs this week. Uh, technically, it could be a revenge game as well against the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody but, loves to stick it to Gase. But uh, but uh, Gordon was supposed to have a revenge game last week too, and he was terrible <laughs> against the Chargers. Um, all right, uh, to the wide receiver position now. We're going to go, and we're going to talk some injuries here. Big one here, Calvin Ridley. Kenny Galladay, um, Debo Samuel, T.Y. Hilton are all questionable. Um, hopefully Ridley comes back. That's probably the – Ridley and Galladay are probably the biggest ones there that uh, people are needing to return ASAP. Uh, LaVisca Cheneau, Preston Williams are both uh, both questionable as well. LaVisca hurt hamstring injury and Preston Williams right foot sprain. So um, it didn't look good. I'm assuming from what I was reading reports, it wouldn't surprise me if he's listed as doubtful for week 10 as well. So my first uh, receiver I'll talk about here, Curtis Samuel of the Panthers um, blew up for 105 yards receiving and a touchdown on nine catches yesterday, added another 13 yards on three carries. I was, wasn't sure what was going to happen. I think somebody hit me up on Twitter and a start sit question. I said to, uh, to sit Samuel only because I wasn't sure what was going to happen now that C-Mac was back, and apparently it doesn't matter. Uh, he's now scored in three straight games and has four total touchdowns in that time as well. Uh, he's utilized heavily in this offense and should be considered a must-add this week, even in a tough matchup against the Bucs. So. Yeah, I, if you weren't going to talk about him, I definitely was. He he was in one of my DFS lineups as well, and, and he balled out. I mean, he had uh, nine catches, like you said, for 105 yards, and he's involved in the rushing game. Absolutely. If Chris McCaffrey's out, he's going to see more than just the three carries he saw yesterday, too. Yeah, and I my like... Guy, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, my, my bad. <laughs> no, no, I, no, go ahead. Keep talking. No, you go. It's your, You're up. I thought you... you it was <laughs> okay. your turn. <laughs> uh, my guy is going to be Jalen Regor uh, for Philadelphia. He, in his first game back from injury, he saw six targets. Now, he only caught three, and they were only for 16 yards, but he did find the end zone. Uh, Regardless, I would imagine uh, coming up against the Giants that Travis Fulgham is going to get the James Bradbury treatment. Um, So watch for 
you know, Carson Wentz to toss to Regor a little bit more, uh, perhaps a little bit more non-field as well, and look for another big play for a touchdown. Yeah, and I especially like their schedule moving forward too, right? Like you were saying, they got the Giants this week, they got the Browns, the Seahawks, and the Packers in the next four weeks. So all beatable pass defenses. Sorry to say that about your Packers. <laughs> That's okay. I know who we are. <laughs> Um, I'll touch on one real quick here. Let's go with uh, Tim Patrick continues to uh, first game back from injury, caught four passes for only 29 yards, but had a touchdown on nine targets. So he's got good chemistry with Drew Locke. Um, very favorable matchup against the Raiders in week 10. So I like him as a, a good flex play this week. Yeah. Uh, just to touch on one more wide receiver uh, is Nelson Aguilar uh, for the Raiders. He seems to be touchdown dependent, but he has a touchdown in four out of five games. So it's definitely someone that Derek Carr trusts, especially in the red zone. So if you want to talk about a touchdown dependent wide receiver, yeah. I think, you know, it's Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, and touch on two guys super quick. I just want to know what your your take is on there. Uh, James Jr. for the 49ers. What yeah, do, Rich, do you think? He balled out, that's for sure. Um, but I just, with, with them getting... I believe there should be getting most of those guys back from that COVID list. So he's going to get bumped down behind uh, Kendrick Bourne, Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel again. So I don't think the targets are going to be there, but I mean, he did have a, he did have a hell of a game. That's for sure. Definitely something to keep an eye on. And then um, Mooney for the bears as well. He just seems to every week, he seems to be popping up on the stat sheet. I, I like him. Uh, If you could get him, he's only 13% owned. Uh, I think he's a, he's a, Pretty much a start, at least in your flex position every week. He's getting the looks, so that's what I like most about that. Yeah, he's getting the looks for sure, but he's just not the most efficient with them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's gotten lucky with a few touchdowns, but, uh, I mean, if he continues to see the volume, as long as he's kind of progressing as a player, he should only get better. Exactly. All right, and let's jump over to the tight end position. You got one right off the bat? Yeah, it's going to be Austin Hooper. Uh, I mean, before he got hurt, he had uh, – five catches in three straight games. Odell's gone. He's not coming back. So I, I think Hooper's target volume should increase a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. And he's probably be back after this week as well. Touch on a couple guys that keep forgetting about this whole uh, injury stuff. Uh, <laughs> Alberto is now season ending injury. Didn't realize he tore his ACL yesterday and Jack Doyle concussion. So he's going to be questionable. So that's all on the tight end front. I definitely like that. Um, that call on, on Austin Hooper. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go back to him again, Jordan Reed. Um, he was activated last week for the first time. His snaps are going, he only played 13 snaps or something on Thursday night. I think they were just kind of, you know, Coming off IR, they were kind of just getting him back in the mix. I think his snap should increase this week against the Saints, and the Saints allow the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. So I think, like you said, they're going to have a lot of these guys back, these receivers back. And I still think that uh, whether it's Mullins or Beathard, I think either one of them are going to look at Reed a little bit this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, before he was brought back, I was looking at Ross Dwelly as a guy for the, for the 49ers. And I mean, they kind of split time last week, but if Reed's getting healthier, he should, I mean, he's got the athleticism. He should kind of take over that role. So I definitely like that call. Um, my tight end is going to be Trey Burton. You mentioned already, uh, Jack Doyle's probably going to be out. Uh, and <laughs> I didn't realize a tight end could be a gadget player. 
But they're yeah. giving they're giving him rushing attempts. He's at, I believe he's had two rushing touchdowns this year. Yeah. So they're looking for ways to get him involved. Uh, I, I definitely like tight ends that that see volume and are just involved in their team's offense. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you. I like I like him. I pi- I picked him up wherever I could, and he has he has low ownership as well. He's only twenty three percent owned in Yahoo League, so he's out there. If he is, go and get him because, like we were talking about earlier, tight end position it's a huge drop off. Like as far as I'm concerned right now, it's Travis Kelsey right now, and then everybody else. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you could put Waller Waller up there, but outside of that, it's just kind of like yeah, the, here, here's all your tight ends. So. That'll take care of the the waiver wire. Just got a couple things I want to ask you real quick here. Um, out of all these guys we're talking about, who would be your like top ad? Like if you were at to prioritize all these guys, who would be your top guy that you were you would be leaning on this week to to grab? I think that would depend on roster. Like obviously, if you need a wide receiver, you're going to prioritize a wide receiver. But with running back this year and like how shitty the depth has been all year long. If David Johnson's out, it's got to be Duke Johnson. I mean, like I said, he had 20 touches in relief duty. You're not going to find 20 touch running backs on the waiver wire very often. So if if David Johnson's out, he's got to be the priority number one. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I'm going to go with, well, I'll I'll talk about uh, still the guy, my crush, McKissick. I think think he should be, you know, especially in PPR leagues. Um, Like I said, if I mean, we talked about it earlier, six catches in four last five games, but he's been a top 20 back PPN PPR in the last five games. So, I mean, him and Gibson are both top 20 backs right now. And like you said, uh, very, very, uh, you can't find guys like that on the waiver wire. So go and get them. Absolutely. Um, what about as far as, I mean, I know we're, we usually talk waiver where we're talking about just guys that are going to be, you know, fill in for buy guys or injured guys. Now, is there anybody that we talked about that basically is a rest of the season starter for you? Or you think that could be, uh, you know, maybe possibly win you a league championship? Yeah, I think that would probably be Curtis Samuel of the guys we talked about today. I mean, you mentioned that he's got touchdowns in three straight he just got back, and they're already getting him involved both through the air and on the ground. I think his role is only going to grow going forward, and I, I really like him in that offense. I mean, Bridgewater's always been kind of a low A dot kind of quarterback, and Samuel runs most of his routes close to the line of scrimmage. So I think he could definitely help some teams long term. Yeah, that's funny. You you talk about I, I mentioned Samuel. Well, I'm going to go with your guy, Jalen Rager. I like him. <laughs> uh, potential going to be a top 20 wide receiver. I think rest of the season. Schedule is the biggest thing. Like I, we talked about earlier, Giants, Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Cards, and then Championship Week to get the Cowboys. I mean, if you have them going into that Championship Week, most weeks are Week 16, right, for Championship? Yeah, it should be. Yeah. So I mean, you get the you get the Cowboys <laughs> for that week. That's pretty pretty sweet. So I mean, I to to me he's uh you can he's startable in all all those games. So and what about a deep someone we didn't talk about, but like a deep deep sleeper. You know, say there's guys like me. I play in a twenty team league, and if I'm looking for somebody, um, you know, anybody that's like very pretty much zero percent owned anywhere. <laughs> um. I'm not sure about 0%. I haven't checked ownership, but if David Montgomery is going to miss any time, and, and I'm not honestly even entirely sure what his injury was. I just know he popped up on the report. Uh, he sucks. 
<laughs> yeah, he's he's injured because he sucks. Yeah. But uh Cordell Patterson uh was second in the team in carries uh and then Ryan Nall caught all four of his targets for 35 yards and a touchdown. So if either one of those guys is available and Montgomery is going to be out, uh, they get Minnesota. So I, I think either one of them could be viable if Montgomery is out. But yeah, I mean, I guess those would be my super super deep deep picks. Yeah, I like that. Ryan All is 0% owned, actually. There you, there go. you go. I actually <laughs> looked them up. Uh, my guy's going to be David Moore of the Seahawks. Quietly putting up some nice fantasy numbers, finished with four catches for over 70 yards and a touchdown on seven targets on Sunday. Uh, he's only currently 3% owned. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I know you got Lockett. I know you got Metcalf. But the Seahawks throw the ball a ton. And I just I like his matchups week twelve to fourteen Eagles Giants Jets I just think he could be a sneaky pickup actually if you need him yeah for sure absolutely I agree with that I mean like you said it's it's Lockett it's Metcalf and then there's really not much else after that he could be that guy yeah awesome all right well JJ where can they get you on Twitter yeah you can find me on Twitter at JJ Gosh and your and your stream article comes out when. Uh, it should be published on Wednesday. Nice. Every yeah, Wednesday. Uh, make sure you guys get, get that streaming article. I love it. It's uh, it's great content. Um, you can get me at Canadian Clay FF. Um, and outside of that, um, we will be back hopefully again this week for another episode. I'll maybe go on with uh, another one of our ESF folk. I'm not sure yet. But uh, outside of that, thanks a lot for listening, guys. And JJ, thanks a lot for jumping on here, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Clayton. All right, bro. We'll talk soon, man. Sounds good. Later. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Uh Eat, sleep, fantasy.
To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired fitness celebrity Billy Blanks. Okay, everybody, our car just got a broken windshield. How about we blow off some steam? Now punch, now kick. Uh, Mr. Blanks, there's no need to be stressed. GEICO makes it easy to file a claim online, on the app, or over the phone. Yeah, but what if I never hear back? That's going to make me want to go jab and jab. Uh, nope. Your GEICO claims team is always there for you. Okay, do I still get my post-workout protein shake? Sure, Billy. GEICO, great service without all the drama. This morning, Jen woke up, made three breakfasts, did two loads of laundry, and one conference call. But she also saved $25 because Jen uses a new innovation from Huntington called Money Scout. It analyzes Jen's checking account to find money that's not being used and moves it to her savings automatically. Learn more and enroll at Huntington.com slash Money Scout. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply to text alerts. Money Scout is subject to eligibility, terms and conditions, and other account agreements. Member FDIC.